my girl says is, ah, Andy! Well, oh, that chick. Huh? Oh, Jesus we'll Christ. talk about her. Welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool. I'm your host, Farron, and today I'm joined by Heather. Ah, Indy! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and Raimi. Hello, Farron. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm finding new co-hosts. You guys are brutal. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank today, you. we're finally getting around after, what, two months of... Uh, of of weather delays we're finally here huzzah so we're doing indiana jones and the temple of doom today is our uh, our racial sensitivity double feature we're doing this <laughs> and then uh big trouble in little china so uh if we have any listeners by the end of these two i'll be very surprised temple of doom premiered on the 23rd of may 84 and i have a cool story about that it was directed by steven spielberg obviously it was written by willard hike huck hayek Willard, some dude named Willard, and Gloria Katz, and story was by George Lucas. Now, here's the thing. The last one was done by uh, Lawrence Kasdan. When Lucas and Spielberg brought him the story to this film, he refused to do it because it was so dark and angry. He didn't want to touch the film, so they had to go find someone else to do it. Uh, it turns out, and, and this will make, suddenly the movie's going to make a lot more sense. It turns out that when Lucas and Spielberg wrote the story for this movie, they were both going through divorces. Does the relationship with the woman make more sense now? I still hate her. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Willie is an awful character. But, you know, Spielberg married Kate Capshaw. She's a good actress. But, yeah, the, you can only do so much with bad writing. It stars Harrison Ford, Kate Capshaw, and Jonathan Key Quant. And it was rated PG. And here's the interesting thing about this. The violence in this movie, because it's a really violent movie, along with the violence in Gremlins, which Spielberg produced... They were so violent, it created an uproar. So Spielberg himself suggested, well, why don't we create a rating between PG and R, PG-13. And the first movie to get that was uh, Red Dawn, which we actually did way back when, Adam and I. So this movie, along with Gremlins, is actually the reason the States has the PG-13 rating. No. Well, it was PG. Like, this is not a PG film. There's there's no way this is PG. But it's not restricted. But I wonder if today it might be. Like, they might actually move it to restrict it. No. There's there's no F-words. There's no there's no boobs. There's no... Yeah, I guess. The, the, minute, the minute there's an F-bomb, it's restricted. And the minute there are boobs, not always, but usually it's restricted. D- depends on the boob. Yeah, fair enough. So, so what'd you guys think of this? I just said no, it was a good... <laughs> it was a good movie. I mean, it's always been a great movie. I think the cool thing about this podcast is watching some of these movies back with a different mind towards them a little more critical mind there's some there's always been some hokiness in indiana jones movies you think and it really comes through you know we we talked about uh the crystal skulls before we started today and i talked about it in uh raiders raiders and it's funny because i'm watching this movie now going yeah you know what i get it 
aliens. <laughs> I get it. Maybe I won't get up and leave. So it's uh, yeah, it was good. Really, really good movie. Yeah, no, Crystal Crystal Skull still sucks. Let's be clear. Oh yeah, it was. Like, it's just still a shite film. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah sorry. The, the films didn't get better over time. Unfortunately. No, like they really didn't. So what about you? Did you did you like it or? Oh yeah, I've I've always liked this movie. I appreciate the hokey. It's it's fun. <laughs> it's goofy. It's violent, but it's cartoon violence. It's well, some of it. I'm not sure about the tearing the heart out is very, you know, well, yeah, but cartoony. But well, the good news is his chest healed right up yeah, afterwards. Like, oh, yeah, so well, thank God. But, yeah, they, no, but then they set him on fire. And he was yeah. still alive. So For a few seconds, yeah. Not that dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, you know, it's cartoon physics. Not... <laughs> Same as the doors and, and, and uh, the rock crusher. Yeah, I'm exactly. surprised they didn't flash on the screen. Do not try this at home. Probably. If, well, it's sort of like these you know these parents who are afraid to have their kid play Assassin's Creed. Like, If you're worried your kid's going to jump off a roof and stab someone, the problem isn't the games. There's there's an underlying Something else concern on. there, you know, like just, just saying. But So do you remember the first time, you, you guys remember the first time you saw this? Uh, this would be late 80s for me, eight, nine years old. And VHS. just probably, yeah, we had the VHS, not the beta. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it would be somewhere in there. And it was in a time when we were kids that were out playing and doing the kind of adventurous stuff that Indiana's doing. But but not tearing anyone's heart out. We tried. You tried. But it didn't, oh. didn't go the way that it did in the movies. Our hands are not that strong. You couldn't rip through a group cage? I'm very disappointed. No, How about you? Do you remember the first time you saw it? or? Uh, probably theater. You went. Um, you saw this one. Yeah, as well. I, I would. I would guess uh, the first time, anyway. Okay. Because my my dad was a big fan of these ones. Yeah, I remember you telling me about the first one. How yeah. he, he sort of like, oh, you got to go see this thing. Here we go. Yeah. My my memory of this film is one of the best childhood memories I have. So this came out on the twenty third of May. Probably a week later, because it was right near the end of the year. Um, I was still at the Calgary Hebrew School. I was out in the playground at lunch. And some kid comes over and says, hey, look, your mom's here. And I look over, and yeah, there's my mom. She'd come to get us. My, she'd already picked up my sister, who was a deer run elementary. We went to different elementary schools for weird reasons. They'd already picked her up. They were picking me up to take us to this movie in the middle of the day. They took us out of school. So we went, and no. we, yeah. So we, I, I'm assuming it was like McDonald's. Just, you know, just wild guess there. But I remember we went to the theater that was on Stevens Avenue Mall. And it, had, it was just one theater. It was, and I remember distinctly the theater because we saw uh, Transformers the movie there a few years later where it's like there's the concession stand and the two winding staircases that go up and behind it and down into the theater. We saw, as far as I know, all three indie films there. The fourth one we shall not speak of. I remember everything about the day. I remember we saw the trailer for Star Trek Three, which came out within a few weeks of this. I remember everything about this. Yeah, we got pulled out of school. And my mother, I, you know, I talked to my mother about this, and she says the, uh, the the secretaries at the office were really like, can we go? They're all <laughs> jealous. They wanted to go along. So, yeah, so we got pulled out of school to go see this. Well, grade three. Yeah, grade three. I was nine years old. So what was I going to miss? Nuclear physics? Depends what school you're in, I guess. Yeah, I so guess. they teach at the Calgary Jewish Academy? Or? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I haven't been there in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I remember this, and I remember how super violent it was, but it's funny. I, I watched this in preparation for this podcast. I watched it, I guess, about a year ago, so at least six months ago, whatever. And I didn't really clue in just how goddamn violent it was until we were watching, and I, like, I was laughing during the film because it's, it's so over-the-top ridiculous. Well, it's, it's funny because as kids, I... We used to watch horror movies. I had two older brothers. So oh, yeah. we, I, I remember and... Slaughter High was one that, for some reason, <laughs> it's probably an 80s movie. 
we probably could do the podcast on it. We might not have a lot to talk about, um, <laughs> but it was one that I remember as a, a pretty violent horror movie. And it, now I don't like horror movies, and maybe Maybe-er. because they've come so far. They're but that, yeah. but that constant feeling. I watched the the birds. Uh, oh yeah, or what's it called the other day? The the new one, the Netflix original, Sandra Bullock. Oh, Birdcage. Birdbox? Birdbox, yeah. Yeah. I watched that, and, you know, it's that constant suspense that something's around every corner that I I just don't enjoy being in that state. But I watch this now, and I'm like, that was a pretty violent movie. When I was a kid, it didn't feel like it was that violent. And now it's not scary violent, but I would not show this to my girls in the next probably six years. Well, your girl's like, what, three? Well, yeah, at three, (laughs) but no, I'm talking to She's never sleeping again. At nine, at eight, I don't know that these would be movies that I would show them. Like, we're watching Frozen and Tangled, and and that's, I don't know, I just, it it was quite violent, but I I don't remember it being like that as, as when I was a kid. Well, I was watching recently, I decided to try, watch some of the original Transformers cartoons and G.I. Joe cartoons, and holy hell, they're violent. Yeah. We're going to do Big Trouble in Little China. Hardly a nonviolent film. Tomorrow, you and I are going to do The Dark Crystal. That's dark and scary. Labyrinth. Like Lab- even, yeah, even Labyrinth has its moments, though it's, it's, it's much more of a kid's film. Rad wasn't that scary. Right. But. Yeah, but Rad, well, it was just for different <laughs> reasons. But yeah, like the, the films in this era, and this is a, you know, like the exemplar, holy hell, were they violent? And this is a dark angry film there isn't the joy and the humor that raiders had or that they went back to with last crusade i actually appreciate i I don't like last crusade but i appreciate it more the more i consider this film to say nothing of the fact that this film has a few racist problems with it just just, just a little bit just a little bit you know like every time you see short round you get the the chinese music and uh, he's speaking like this wow holy to say nothing of the way they treat the Indians. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, that meal. Oh, Which one? Yeah. The one? That, was, that was just wrong. In the village or the meal at the... <laughs> Pick one. In the yes. palace. Yeah, I mean, everything, all the food is gross. Um, but I don't think that's a racist thing so much as a let's 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 make it icky and gross out. It's for kids. It's gross out stuff. Well, and the funny thing is about that is in the in the village. I didn't remember that scene with the food. Whatever yeah. it was, they were eating. I don't know. It did I don't want it like butter chicken. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in the palace, I remember the, the monkey, the monkey brains. brains. Yeah. That is a, from my childhood. That is a memory. That scene. That all that food and all that icky and the, eye, and the eyeball totally, soup. Eyeball and, soup. Yeah. And the live totally snake remember. surprise and see. I, that um, village meal stuck with me my whole life. That was the first time I was introduced to the idea of this is all they have and they're yeah. sharing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it really woke me up to, you know, not everyone lives in, you know. You were way more socially conscious than I was. No, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think the, the meal was mostly about icky gross. It wasn't meant to be racial, but you look at the way they show these Indians, like the villagers, like, here's the white savior who walks in and they're all just sort of they're speaking their language you're not meant to understand and they just swarm him and he stands there above them looking noble and it's like really and you know it, it, there's a lot of little things like that like even spielberg himself has admitted yeah holy hell this film is racist like when they released these on dvd they released them as a three-pack and it was like a making of and he says the only positive thing that came out of this movie was he met his wife kate capshaw who plays willie did he feel that way then or is that like looking back looking is back it, yeah and it, you know it's a funny thing that we 
especially in a world that is so polarizing is I look at stuff like this and that was just the way it was in the 80s. It Unfortunately. Was, yeah, and you go back even further, the 60s, and it oh, was God, the woman yeah. in the kitchen and the man was the worker. And I mean, yeah. I work, I live in a house where my wife support probably does more than I do when it comes to work and everything else. And it, mm. it's just funny how far we've come in the world and then you get to something like this and it's like, it was really racist back then. Yeah. We're, we live in a place where everyone's eyes are so much more wide open. Yeah. And what would could they get away with something like this? No, it's such a huge know, part of our culture. Yeah, well, you say you know, the woman in, in you know in the home in the '60s, but then we have Willie, and, and she's stop chewing on the mic, <laughs> put away the sword. But yeah, it's like she's well, please. She's just the worst female character I've ever encountered in any movie. I've. I, Challenge I, accepted. <laughs> I hate her with a burning passion. Yeah, she's she's the '80s girl, isn't she? She's the epitome of the '80s girl. Yeah. She, she's the complete counter to everything I wanted to be. Yeah, she's she's not bright. She's not observant. She scares. She easily. She screams. She's always falling down. Everything is icky. She's upset in the middle of a shootout. She's trying to find a diamond. Well, then she wants to marry the Maharaja because of he's, money. Because money, yeah. She's awful. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. The Indiana Jones movies are better than that because think of Marion. Marion Ravenwood from oh, Raiders. Yeah. She was tough. She was. She's tougher than Indy and also, by the way, a little smarter, too. Well, and then with this, too, there, I was actually going to ask you to pause it when she finally did something useful because I'm like, what value is she bringing to this? Like, I realize Indy's got to have his love interest that he yeah. makes his jokes about. Well, you're right. She had no value until she saves them from the collapsing room. And yeah. you need, someone needed to do that. And I'm pretty sure the Maharaja wasn't keen to do it. They could have, they could have found a small hole to push the kid through. They could, she yeah. could be written out of this film. And no one would notice. And you're right. Absolutely. But it, that, I think that very much comes back to the fact that these two guys, uh, Lucas and Spielberg, were in the middle of a divorce. Because if you look at it, the father-son relationship between yeah. Short Round and Indy is rock solid. They like they love each other. The kid is always reliable. Yeah, he does the thing. He steps on the, the trigger. He's a kid. But he's always reliable. He's fiercely loyal. They're fiercely loyal to each other. They never really get on each other's nerves. Even when they catch each other cheating, it's, it's clearly it's a father-son sort of thing. But the woman in the film is unreliable. Uh, she is She's a pain in the ass. Obnoxious. She's, whining. She's obnoxious. Like pouring the perfume on the head of the yeah, elephant. And, and crying. just crying. Like, yeah. yeah, even the elephant hated her. Does yeah, that not true. sound like written by two guys going through divorces? It sure does. Yeah. It, <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, Podcast it's, complete. Nothing else to talk about there, here. And we're done. Yeah. <sighs> but no, it's, it's really interesting. I, when I was sort of doing research and I saw that, like they admitted, yeah, we were going through some dark times when we wrote this. To the point where, again, Lawrence Kasdan, I mean, this is the guy who had been writing... You know, Star Wars, he writes the Indiana Jones films, he wrote uh, Terminator 2. Like, this is a big, this, is a, this guy's a big deal. He refused to write the script for them. What does that tell you? Because yeah. he looked at this and went, too dark. Too dark. That's scary. Yeah. It was, you know, it's funny. There's so many good things about this movie, about these mm -hmm. movies. And oh, it's a good film. You, you know, you talk about the, we, we talk about, we're hard on Crystal Skulls. It's the, not a great film. Yeah. There's issues with it. But when you think of typical indie, I remember being in the theater watching that and he comes on the screen and the music plays and people cheer and there's oh, this yeah. following of Indiana Jones. And and it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, a really good film. Just yeah. 
Yeah, she could have been hit by the stepped on by the elephant. I don't think anyone would have been too worried about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's you know I, I'm sort of on the one hand I hate Willie. She's awful, and I hate the stereotype that short round is sometimes made to be, and certainly the way that the Indians are treated is problematic. And all this social consciousness aside, I still love this film, and I think a lot of that is just connected to the way I saw it. It's hard to it's hard to separate that. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. So this movie was made for twenty eight million bucks. And it made three hundred and thirty three million worldwide. So compare that to Raiders that cost eighteen. Sorry, I mean how much worldwide? Three thirty? Three thirty three. Temple of Doom cost twenty eight million bucks to make. It's ten more than Raiders. It made three hundred and thirty three, which is sixty less than Raiders. So for ten million more they got sixty million less. But a lot of that is they probably couldn't show this in in India. In fact, they probably couldn't show this in a lot of places because holy shit, it's violent. Even you said you wouldn't let your kids watch this. And I wonder, in the 80s, in places that weren't North America, where violence on kids' shows was just par for the course, I wonder how many people said, I, no, like I can't show them that. I can't show them that. I think what they're missing in this movie specifically is they're missing a good sponsor like the U.S. Navy where you can drive your costs <laughs> in half. Yeah. Bro. Honestly, and it, it, it's an interesting Brought thing. Brought to so, you by the thuggy cult. <laughs> it, it's an interesting thing to look at. I mean, this movie costs twice as much as Top Gun. Because Top Gun was so subsidized by the Navy. Yeah. And you look at the sponsorship thing of today. I mean, you've seen movies that are completely sponsored. And yeah. it just, how you can drive that cost down and the start well, of it. But. Yeah, but I mean, even, I mean, the standard, we've joked, the standard price of an 80s movie is $15 million. Right. How many of them have we seen? I mean, this film, despite having a lot of awful blue screen effects, I mean, there was a whole bunch of them. All those sets had to be built. Harrison Ford, he's not a cheap actor, even back then. Kate Capshaw, probably not a cheap actor. You know, the guy who played Malaram, the high priest, he was, like I said, he was a he was a big deal to get him in India. He was, you know, a super popular uh, Bollywood actor who was doing, like I think it was like 16. I think I, said, I think I read it, he was doing 16 other films while he was doing this. A day here, a day there, going back and forth. I imagine all bit parts. I don't imagine he was the lead in any of them. That'd be impressive. There's, I mean, this was not a cheap film to make. Animals are not cheap. There's a lot of the green screen that we're seeing now. Like, mm. was it that bad in the 80s? Or is it just because they've remastered it and we're so used to such amazing effects? Like, well, what causes that horrible... They've, they've definitely refined it since then. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all done by computer now. Yeah. The thing is, you look at things like Star Wars and most of the blue screen was easy to, to to accept because it was all with a, like it was in space. Oh, right, so you don't yeah. see the black outlines around the X-wings, right? But these are all like we most notice it when the, you know, the over the cliff stuff because you've got this bright background like everything's bright as opposed to a space battle where it's easy to hide stuff like that. It's just a lot of it is just they're brighter like this film is a much brighter film. Right. Like just there's more light to it, there's more color to it than Star Wars, which is a very it's very grayish and beige-ish. Like it's a very worn down universe. It's, it's a harder level. Yeah, it's just it's. But I mean, yeah, I, I imagine if they redid it, they get rid of the black lines and stuff like that. But some of that, like you know, the end of the film where they're on that cliff and the water's coming out, like that was so bad. Like you could tell <laughs> these guys were on a soundstage somewhere. That was awful, and there's no reason for it because, with the exception of the guide wire, the scenes on the the bridge looked great. Yeah. But I know that when they filmed those scenes, that bridge was like 10 feet off the ground. Right. So Spielberg has the skill. I mean, think how many amazing shots are in this film. Spielberg has the skill to have done this better. 
I'm not sure what the hell happened. It's almost like everyone was too tired to do as good a job as Raiders. Because when we did Raiders, remember, the only thing I could fault them for was the truck going over the cliff. And, and the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> you know, there was only two of them here. and This is right in the, in the era where um, sequels got their bad reputation, too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, justifiably so. Like, yeah, this is not as good a film. series of them. That the first one was amazing, the second one was adequate. Yeah, and as the thing, this one sounds I think, like rad. Yeah, and it wasn't even a sequel. Um, yeah, first but like one it, was amazing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Though. I think like I said, like, like let's go darker. Like Empire went darker, so let's go. You Empire Strikes Back, so let's yeah. go darker here. You and go straight to the exception to the rule. Em- em- Empire is not a. Is, 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 a is a the best sequel. of the three. Yeah. Is the best of the three. Yeah. I think it was the best of them all. Yeah, that's because they did the smart thing. They took they they took away the uh, the director's chair and the writing quill from uh, George Lucas and gave them to other people. Oh yeah, Irvin Kershner directed it and I think Kasdan wrote it. So yeah, like they they should have stuck with that. They should have stuck. Yeah, exactly. And the prequels would have been better. I wonder if Jar Jar would have made it in if. I don't it. think so. <laughs> but, uh, Speaking of <laughs> racial <laughs> sensitivity yeah, issues. No, yeah. um, I'm sorry. He's offensive to the entire human race, but. Yeah, like this film, as much as I enjoy it, and again, a lot of that I honestly think is connected to how I saw it. It's, it is a, it is a vastly inferior film. Like Indiana Jones is not the same guy. Remember we joked at the, at the beginning of Raiders episode what a goof this guy was that he he is victorious in spite of himself. This guy does nothing but make mistakes. Well, it turns out five years earlier he was hyper competent. More of a superhero. More of a superhero into it for the money and there was a fortune and glory. Like, it's not the same guy. Yeah. No one changes that much in five years. I, I, I mean, see a lot of that happen in uh, <coughs> in TV series. is you, Like, ones where they pilot and you do the pilot and it's okay and then you get six episodes in and it starts to get a following and then oh, they yeah. say, oh, we have some money now. We can put it at it. And yeah. season three, you look at the characters in season three and the ones what the hell, yeah. season one, you're like, how did these bumbling buffoons make it into season three and now they're these competent amazing actors and the, and the, i mean you see that, that here that, you see yeah, that that's poor writing like that number just, one did great big bang theory did exactly that oh, yeah. six episodes it was fantastic i loved it yeah it was about physics the humor was accurate the science was accurate and then it just got they got a bit of a following and then just and went all of a sudden it turned into friends with nerds yeah, I, I saw the first few episodes. Yeah. To me, it was the it first was, couple were okay. It was nerd blackface, and I had an issue with that, and I just yeah, I just couldn't sure. bother. Absolutely, Ugh. yeah. And, and, and things that bother me. But then I'll compare that to a Canadian series that no one listening will have ever seen called Murdoch Mysteries. I've seen that started off. CTV had it, and they were doing like seven or eight episodes per season. Yeah. It's it's super popular. It's watched in Indonesia, like all over the world. Good, good show, by the way. Uh, the characters are the same. My mom loves it. Yeah, I love it. I adore it. I never miss it. But the characters are the same. They didn't get like they grow. They have all grown. But when they got when they went to CBC and suddenly they were doing 15, 16 episodes per season, and you could see there was more money in it. They didn't get stupid, right? Well, and here, I mean, and that just looks like what had happened. They did the first one, hugely successful, obviously, and they had all this money, and then they're like, well, yeah. They took it, it goes to everyone's head. It goes to yeah. the actors' heads. It goes to the writers' heads. Well, I, I don't to... think they went overboard with special effects and stuff. I think they just got. I think they just got the two people who wrote this were in a bad place in their lives. They're both going through divorces. They wrote an angry film, and the first hint should have been when Kazan said, "No, I won't write. I won't write the screenplay." That should have been a hint to maybe bring in someone else, 
to lighten to lighten this because unlike all the others, this is a dark film. Yeah, there's Berlin. there's no um that joviality. There's no lightheartedness. Remember all through Raiders when the tension gets too high, he breaks it with a joke or something humorous. Or something, yeah. uh, something funny happens that doesn't happen here. That, that takes the edge off yeah, of the dark. Really. It, it never happens. No, I one. think maybe they thought the having a short round. I kill you! I kill you! And trying to punch, and, and of course he, you know, he's punching some three hundred pound beast of a guy, and it's not doing anything. I think they thought that would be funny, yeah. but I find that almost scary. Or it's Willie screaming. Or will? Yeah, she's not. She's not funny. She's annoying. She's, she's obnoxious. That'll um, that'll lighten the mood. Maybe in the eighties she was. I don't remember because no, I, I hated her. Yeah, me too. I, I, at, at ten, I hated her. Yeah, and I couldn't stand her either. But then, of course, we're not. We weren't grown ups then, so I don't know. So. Yeah. So let's go through. Let's see what we see. Um, we can pick it apart and, you know, boo hiss hiss. So it starts off with a cool number uh, that, you know, anything goes. Kate Capshaw, she did an amazing job. And then inexplicably, they show this huge dance number, which clearly, like you pointed out, is filmed on a much bigger stage. And I don't know whether they stole it from some Technicolor movie, because that's what it looked like, or whether it was filmed. But either way, it looks like it was stolen from a Technicolor movie. I, I found Why this, show that? I found the start of this movie felt very Bondy. I don't know why, yes, no, the, yeah, but it no, felt right. very James Bond. and I, So I just wonder if they're trying to like... I think they just want something different. Do that, but yeah, I, well, I watched like, it and I was like the suits and the drink. And yeah. The, yeah. Oh that yeah, was yeah. Really bondy. But but that was also bondy, very yeah. high society. It's what you would expect in that setting. Bondy, not bondage. No, no, they're they're different. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On your Farron, put the mask away. <laughs> the Venn diagram. I thought we're not doing that. I again. feel better with the leathers of her mask. Leave me alone. But yeah, no, it's it's got that Bond look. But I mean, I think about all the all the clips where they show this again, this Technicolor or whatever. I'm thinking we could have seen. The maneuvering in the restaurant. If we didn't want to watch Kate Capshaw perform, yeah, right. it just it seems so out of place. And even at like age nine in grade three, I went, "Why is this here?" Like even then, I knew this was poorly placed. And that was my first hint. Something's wrong with this movie. Somewhere along the line, Spielberg just said, "Fuck it, put that in." And I feel bad about that. I well, and I it's I do wonder. Too. I don't remember this intro. The same scene? No, ish, close. Oh, same the, concept. The big. Hollywood production with oh, the tears okay. and the yeah and it breaks the action but they do it as a as a farce as a parody yeah that's a different story and here's the thing though they don't show a projection like a projector screen in the background of this restaurant so it's for us the audience why why not show Kate Capshaw who I did a, did a fabulous job of her bit of the singing like it's not easy to I assure you she doesn't speak Mandarin it's not easy to to sing in a language you don't understand very tried. Well, neither have I, but you think of ABBA, when they were yeah. singing, they didn't speak the language. But I promise you, they'd heard English. They didn't live, they, they, they weren't at the other end of the planet, you know. But well, I, I, the, I was just saying, that the funny thing is with this, I don't remember this intro from my childhood at all. I remember parts of him sitting with, gee, Excuse right? me. Sorry, the date. It's 1931. It's 1935. So it's the year before Raiders. It's not five years. Oh, it's to catch. still. Holy. Is it Chi? What, what's his name? Chi? Chi Lan? Lan Chi. Lao Che. Lao Che. Lao Che or something like that. Yeah. yeah I, I don't remember. Like, a bit of that scene, but as it progresses, I just don't oh. remember that intro at all. He's such a... He's a here, there's a generic racial stereotype for the evil Chinese... Oh, yeah. Guy, like, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's... 
Uh, of course, we're about to, we're, after this, we're doing Big Trouble in Little China, not known for its racial sensitivity. So, yeah, I swear to God, audience, we're not in clan hoods as we record this. We're, we're, all, we're all pretty woke people. But I really like this opening scene, like in the, in the restaurant. Um, I love the way it's filmed with the Lazy Susan turntable. Oh, yeah. And the use of the music. The diamond, Lao. The deal was for the diamond. Like, like just, Pretty much every Chinese restaurant I've ever been in, classic Chinese restaurant, it's all Lazy Susan. Yeah, is it really? That's a big how they, table? Oh, yeah. Actually, I honestly yeah. didn't know that. Because it's all family dining, right? So it's fair everyone, enough. Yeah, when I, you order a dish, it's a dish for everyone at the table. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I hadn't thought of that. Eight of you, you get the big table. Yeah, it's got the thing in the middle. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. But this is, but it's got that. It's got that 1930s, very chic, very classy. Like this is not a re- right. Like this is a restaurant you go to with a tux. Right. No I, tie, no service. I, I, thought, I thought it was a well done scene too, yeah, and they, like how they're like. The money goes on. It's like, yeah, that's this what isn't I mean. what you yeah. promised. And then the... the and, and it's the all around the turntable. store diamond goes on. And, yeah, well... But it's all on the turntable. Like, yeah. yeah, it was really... And it's really clever how suddenly on the turntable, and no one seems to notice it, they put the champagne glass. I never caught that until today. I have seen this film dozens of times. I never caught that they put the glass on the Lazy Susan. I'd always thought it was on the table in front of him when he sat down. Oh, yeah. They purposely poison, so the others could have drank, and that's the other thing. They don't show you anyone else drinking, I don't think. But it's uh, you know, it's kind of neat. Like I, I, I wonder if the audience is meant to catch that they planted it. I don't know. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it, it is really neat. But right away, we were introduced to Willie, and she's right away annoying. Yeah, she's already as, as soon as she stops singing, basically. Yeah, and again, I feel bad because Kate Capshaw is an excellent actor. Like yeah. she's accomplished. She was accomplished in 1982 when they filmed this, or, when, or whenever. A little pushier with the with the fork, fork just just, just yeah. finish her Problem off. Right solved, there. yeah. Yeah, it's she. Well, like we said, she could have been written out of this movie, yeah. and it could have been all about the antics between him and Short Round. Yeah. And I would have enjoyed that. I think I would have enjoyed the film more. So it's a neat scene, and he's asking for something. I don't even remember Lao Z or some whatever. It's the what was it? The uh, the, the ashes of his ancestors. The, the yeah. ashes of no, the the first Manchu oh, the, dynasty yeah. emperor or something like that. And give me the diamond, and then it was gold, they, and you didn't promise the, me gold. Give me the diamond, yeah. And then it's the drink and the. the but that's kind of cool. It's like, what are you laughing at? <laughs> and now you give me the diamond. Are you trying to develop a sense of humor, or am I going deaf? <laughs> What's that? Antidote. To what? The poison you just drank up. (laughs) (laughs) But that's cool. The whole thing, like Lao Che, this whole time, he is. This is where I still had hope that this would be the Indiana Jones we know, because the bad guy here is like five steps ahead the whole way through. Yeah. Right up until the last scene we see him at the airport, this guy is ahead of Indiana Jones. Well, and the good news is, is Heather tried to tell Indiana not to drink the drink. He never listens. Never. No, listen. How many times you scream at the, at the said, screen? don't drink it. No one else is drinking. Well, it's just like in the horror movies when I yell, don't go into the basement. They never listen. Don't run yeah. up the stairs unless you have a gun safe up there. That's don't true. split up. <laughs> don't split up. Yeah. yeah. Don't lose your virginity. You'll get slashed first. And yeah, all that stuff. So, yeah. So you wind up with a cool fight. And it is kind of, but it starts off, I mean, the, the first example of like scary ass brutality. Indy takes this big ass shish kebab and spears a guy with him, a flaming 
sharpest sh- spit ever. ever, and it flies like an arrow, and, and, like and, and, and dead straight a, with the chickens on it. With the chickens, with the chickens on, it, yeah. on, yeah. But that's brutal. Yeah, like that's... it's kind of gross. And well, the first guy gets shot. That's right. The cup blows up, and he's like, like, and then and the you, blood kind of pours through the you, shirt, and you can see the spatter yeah. where the blood caught the bottom of the. It's called squib. Yeah, the, catch the bottom of it, and you can see it form that ring, line. and then it drips over top of it. It's like, yeah, that was. But again, it's that laziness that they, there's a few they of those. It in a bit. Yeah. yeah, like they, you know, with the same with the at the end, the flinch when they know they're going to get caught with water. That was a bad take. That's not the one they should have used. Yeah, they, sh- you know? they should have done it again. Like you ever yeah. see Alien, the original Alien? Yeah. Remember when the chest come when the chest burster comes out? Yeah. Do you know how they got that reaction? They didn't they tell didn't the tell actors. Them. Oh right. The only actor who knew was John Hurt, who of course they had to set up. They had no idea. So when that one actress screams, yeah, that wasn't acting. She was screaming. They were freaked the fuck out when she gets that money shot, all that blood on the face. <laughs> That was not like someone there with a squirter. They did that. I liked it better in Spaceballs, personally. Oh, that's a garbage film. Hello, my honey. Oh, Hello, my darling. Oh, Hello, my right time gal. That was a far more entertaining than never, an Alien. We are never watching that. We might that might be a 90s. That without yeah, we could do that without Farron. Yeah, except I control the recording equipment and the podcast. We'll so. just do it on our phones. Good quality. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah I hate you all. So, you know, it winds up then being a shootout with, of course, a Tommy gun because it's the 1930s. But that's a clever little thing where he, he, slash, he slashes the... Uh, the thing on the gong. I love that scene. Honestly, like it's cool. You were saying, oh, and like you can actually see the bullet holes hitting the backside of the gong, and yeah, he's running yeah. behind it. And, and, and it's the, the yeah. sound. Like- Classic Indiana Jones. Yes, yes. Uh, scene where actually the whole scene, super well choreographed. Oh, everything that when she's they're they're on their hands and knees and he's scurrying after the yeah. Where's the where, where's the antidote? Where's, where's the, the diamond? diamond? And he's just like, oh, women yeah. always want the diamond. Yeah. And then the ice. Yeah, yeah then the ice course, gets spilled yeah, and then right. the balloons all come down. Yeah, it's a great scene. Yeah, it oh, is. yeah. Okay, except for Willie. I mean, yeah. even even then, I don't hate her as much. When she's not talking, yet? I don't hate she her. She hasn't yet. started screaming like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, she'll screw, but, but she, funny, funny you should mention that because as the gong is rolling, she gets grabbed by Indy and out oh, the window right. they go and down through the awnings. Again, very cool. Thank and, goodness the bottom awning was the strongest one. Yeah. Because the other ones were ripping away before they hit them. So. Oh, no. They well, only a lot of the energy would have bled away. No, they went through three. Went, went through, through three? two. Two or three. three. Yeah. Okay. And then they land in this car, which, you know, of course, drives up because he knew. And, and it's funny because it's this little kid. And I love the way they punctuate it. It's good filmmaking. It was, there's a kid driving. And the next scene. Oh, the blocks on the, the With the blocks on the feet. Because he's, he's yeah. so tiny. Oh, you so can't good. show your girls this because of the violence. I can't show my son this. Because, because if he sees to put blocks on car? his feet. You're going to be chasing your car down the street? Be, yeah, because right, he's six. <laughs> so right now I've got him convinced that he has to wait to drive till he can see and reach the pedals at the same time. We've already got the three-year-old convinced that if she drives, she goes to jail. So, oh, I might have to go with that. We're yeah. hoping that it stays that way, but we'll see. So, <laughs> you both are going to jail. <laughs> You're, there's a good chance. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty high. <laughs> Jesus Trust Christ! Me, pa- parents, there's two types of parents in the world: parents that lie to their kids and parents that lie about lying to their kids. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. I've never lied to my kid, not once. Yeah, but you know what? When he's ten years old and he can see over the over the top of the uh, steering wheel yeah. and and he can reach the pedals, he still can't drive. That's true. 
So. Well, I'll, I'll think of something else after Yeah. That. But yeah, so they wind up in a, a race through Shanghai. And of course, it's Shanghai. So they have, and this is where, again, it's it's kind of that racial thing where they, I'm not sure if it's racial or it's just culturally insensitive. They just smash into the guy on the rickshaw. Oh, and shoot him out of the air. And he's, yeah. he's in the air and his feet are still running like, oh, look at the dumb Chinaman. And I just looked at that one. Like, no, just... There's no fruit cart to tip over. Well, yeah. And there's, of course, that. But it's the same sort of thing. It's like, oh, look at the dumb guy. And I just, like, it's one of those things that in the 80s, clearly this was fine. Like, some of the racist shit you see in 80s films. Again, I repeat, <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. Well, of course, that's going to be racist. I'm excited to watch Wait it. Wait for it. No yeah. way it's racist. Well, I mean, but this is, I mean, the, the way the Chinese are portrayed throughout culture, it's either they're really dumb or they are masterminds. I mean, the, Iron Man's foe for decades in the comics was the Mandarin, who looked like you know, the, the Fu Manchu yeah. mustache and the, and the, the fingernails oh, and, yeah. the, and the silk yep. cloak and, uh, oh, I have you now, Tony Stark. Like, it's that kind of bad. Uh, um, Thunderbirds... Flash Gordon. Yeah, being the Merciless, um, which we'll eventually do. We're going to do that. Bond. Better. Bond. In yep. one of the James Bond movies. I've never seen them, but yeah, it's they're the other ones. Yeah, but it's... Uh, they're one of his foes was like yeah. that exact yeah, classic. Yeah, I have you know, Mr. Bond. Like, yeah. it's that kind of... It, I'm not sure if it's racist. It's just... It's ignorant. I guess it's the better way to put it. It's, yeah. it's, it's ignorant. And it's sort of like, that shit would not fly today because the first thing that produ- some high-level producer would say is, we're not going to be able to show this in Beijing. Like, yeah. there's no way the censors let this shit through. Um, and we often forget that, you know, in North America, anything goes. But there are plenty of places in the world where they look at Hollywood movies and go, that is excessive. Like, remember The Naked Gun? Great movie. Not my favorite Not film, a good movie. Sorry, great parody. Y- yeah. So you remember the scene of the Queen? Where yeah. she winds up oh. on her back with her legs in the air? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one in England saw that. No, they couldn't show that. They cut that because yeah. it's deeply disrespectful to the Queen. But in England... It was not even a question. You're not showing it. Right. There was supposed to be a chase on the on the Great Wall of China in this film. The Chinese would not allow it, so it died. It, yeah. it died on the it died on the page, because the Chinese said, "Are you, are you kidding? You want to you want you want to you want to turn our our greatest national monument into a, a chase, chase scene? scene?" Yeah. So, I mean, this is I don't think they gave a shit because it's the 1930s and it's before the glorious communist blah 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 revolution. But it's like. It's stuff like that. You sort of go, you know, but then it ends with Dan Aykroyd, like how he wound up in that movie. Because by then he was already a pretty good, pretty good star. He I would known. think. Yeah. Yeah. Playing a British something or other. But Shanghai, I think then was still sort of British, sort of, kind of, maybe. Ah, Dr. Jones. I'm R. Webber. I spoke with your assistant. Uh, we've managed to secure three seats. But there might be a slight inconvenience as you will be riding on a cargo full of live poultry. Is he kidding? Madam. And puts them on a plane, which we learn is, I mean, again, this is great scene. It's a great scene. And it's also, it's sort of like, it's a little kid. And then you see the foot, the block on the feet. Here's the same thing. Nice try. Lao Chi closes the door and it's Lao Chi airlines. Like, don't, you know, (laughs) but again, it's, it's just to show that this is just, this is Indiana being Indiana up until this point. He is still the Indiana. We know goofy, goofy, succeeding in spite of himself and everyone else is at least a step ahead of him. And then he comes out and he's in his indie gear. Yeah. You know, yeah. Gotta get changed out of the tux. Got the outfit on. And he treats her like shit. That's the thing. Up Good. until now he is treated, but he really has been kind yeah, of a dick. Well, it's yeah. very a 1930s lady man's, ladies man thing. Treat the woman like shit and she'll throw herself at you. The real question is why did he take her? her? Yeah. Well, I guess she kind of had to go. 
Like she's, well, I mean, he had already said, you know, you keep her, I'll go find another woman. I think it's just they needed a woman and they needed the love interest in this film because it worked so well in the last one. Yeah, like he could have dropped her off anywhere. He, he could have left. He could have left her with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Her. Could have left her on the plane and not taken her out, or sent her out. By well, if he had left on her raft. on the plane, she would have died. But oh shit! Spoilers. Maybe. We're getting ahead of ourselves again. It's just it's the it's the clumsy things, right? Like they they had to find to get a find a way to get a woman into this film, the love interest, and this is how they did it, and it was clumsy again. The difference between Lawrence Kasdan, a great screenwriter, and these guys who were just okay. So then they get on the plane, and we get the you know we the, finally get the Indiana Jones march. Yeah, the, Ra- the Raiders march. Yeah, the, evolves uh, into the traveling music. Yeah, the traveling music, and you know the the line. And I, mean, I commented that's for that shitty little plane. That's Makes got quite the, right across China into India. That's that's impressive. Well, I'm, I imagine they stopped for fuel here and there. I would hope. Wherever yeah, that's they right. Stopped, they did stop they at an you're direction. Right. You're right. So they they did stop. So you think they would have let her off the plane then? Yeah, but yeah. So then the uh, you know this is where the pilots um, let go of the fuel and jump out of the plane. Unfortunately, the door is at the very back of the plane. They have to walk over everybody to open the door. Well, in fact, that's how those planes were. I mean, that's a real plane they used. The one thing I like you know, just before this is is the interaction between Short Round and Indiana. Like he calls her. He calls Willie Doll. And so immediately, when the kid takes a shot... Oh, no. Mister. Mister. Oh, Mister, wait. You call him Dr. Jones, dog. Okay. Dr. Jones? Dr. Jones? Oh, wake up, please. Yeah. Because he does, you know, he's a kid. He's never been to America, right? He's essentially Indy's son. And so he's learning from Indiana Jones, which makes me wonder why he talks like he's been hanging out with the little rascals his whole life. But <laughs> that's very much the vibe I got from the kid. But I like how he's trying to emulate Indy. Yeah. He's using the same terms. He speaks with respect. He still calls him Dr. Jones, even yeah. in stress. You know, it's the only time he ever calls him Indy? And he says, I love you, Indy. And he hits him with a torch. Oh, yeah. It's the only time he uses Indy. But it's just really neat. So I really love... The, it's the saving grace of this movie is their relationship. So, yeah, in the meantime, the pilots bail out. Which is kind of funny because the one guy doesn't want to jump. And the other guy is like, get out, get out, get out. You know? They're the soundest sleepers in the world those three well especially that kid i mean it's twice first off you know he misses them creeping over him and then the fight to the death in the in the in the, in the in, in the palace it's also super quiet when you open a door on a on a flying plane i've heard this on a, on a prop yeah, driven really 19th. hard to tell well, it probably wasn't pressurized probably wasn't pressurized so. it's so loud yeah it would have been pressurized <laughs> it, but, you, yeah. but it but it would have no, I mean, no those aren't pressurized not at all no they just okay. they don't fly that high okay fair enough well fine but, enough to get over the mountains but uh, well, yeah. well not quite Fair enough. So, so, so yeah. So they take he takes the wheel of the plane and it's like, do you know how to fly a plane? And I'm like, no. Do you? Do you? <laughs> but they make the, But that joke carries over into Last Crusade. It's like, do you know how to fly? Fly, yes. Land, no. Because oh, he's never landed. <laughs> yeah. And so they they do this thing. And this was a scene that I mentioned was initially in Raiders of the Lost Ark where they bail out using a rubber inflatable raft that was supposed to be. Somewhere in India, I think, as he leaves with Marion. And it just, it's one of those things they left it, like a lot of scenes, it goes away. What are you going to do, right? Right. You know, there's some scenes, it's not like they filmed it and it went away. It just, it's a page they tore out of the script and wrote 20 more drafts. And by the time they got to the final product. If all of our millions of listeners could reach out to uh, to Mythbusters, I'd really like to see this done They've on done it. TV. They did it. This? Yeah. Uh, they did this and the... Well, they also oh. did the temple. Is it possible? I can't remember. 
We'll have to Google that episode. Yeah, the episode they had to cut because they lost uh, three crew members doing it. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they do this stupid thing where they bail out in the raft and they somehow survive the drop onto the mountains. So they go tobogganing down the mountain and then off a cliff, landing in water. In water. There's a reason it's called terminal velocity because it's gonna kill you. Seriously, that's the video from it. Riding a life raft off of a plane, MythBusters. Well, first off, it would it would it would flip over. So let's start yeah. there. Yeah. That's yeah, no, no. You died. Did, Everyone dies. Did it work? I can't I can't remember, but oh, well, we'll anytime I drop watch it at lunch. peanut butter toast off the counter, it lands peanut butter down. So well, I, put peanut, I just put peanut butter on both sides. Then it hovers. Then you're good. Yeah. Oh, so it lands you do is, right on end. Well, it's like, you know, cats always land on their feet and peanut butter always lands peanut butter <laughs> side up. So what you do is you take a, you take a cat and you take, put a piece of toast with the peanut butter face up. And you've created like maglev. You, you Follow us on our nude podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so they wind up finally in this quiet river again. No one has died. Some really, che- some really questionable special effects that again I think had as much to do with that. Fuck, let's just get it out the door. It just seemed like lazy effects to me. A lot of bad blue screen. And they wind up. We have to get them into an Indian village somehow, and they're on a plane with no pilots. Yeah, well, I mean, they cross the mountains. It, you know, China and India do share a border. They fought three wars over it. So. How do you know we're in India? Some scraggly guy in rags who puts his hands together in bows. Then we get to see the probably other problematic was you know things about this movie is how they portray Indians, which is this dirt poor. Everyone lives in black rags. Like remember we joked at the end of the film. Oh, they I guess their their black crappy rags are all in the wash and they're wearing their nice colorful clothes. Maybe colorful they're just really clothing. dirty and then they wash them and when they got their water back and then they were actually all colorful and clean. I think if you let your clothing get that bad that it was black and hanging off you it ain't coming back to bright and pretty the way indian clothes actually is but yeah they go into this village and it's a shithole and again everyone swarms indiana and they're putting their hands on them very creepy and culty and well yeah but and that's the thing it's just sort of like look at the foreign hordes begging the white knight for his help but they did exactly the same sort of thing though to better effect in the marketplace chase and raiders oh yeah, yeah. everyone stands there and yells at him like I, I don't even i didn't even pick up coptic which is the egyptian dialect of arabic so they're yelling in coptic but at least we know why they're angry he's been pushing over all of their uh, laundry baskets yeah. but here they're just we don't even know what their problem is. Like, they think, oh, looks a white guy. He can fix our problems. But in fact, that's exactly what the village elders decide. The white guy can fix our problems. He fell from the sky and lived through it. He and, must be yeah. sent in, from in the gods. In accordance with the prophecy. To help us. What movie is that where they always say that? All hail? No. Uh, in, um, in, in accordance with... It's, it's a running joke with my buddy. I just oh, can't yeah. remember what, what movie oh. we got it from. Hot Fuzz. That's... Yeah, that's where, awesome anytime movie. they talk for the greater good and everyone oh, responds yeah. for the greater good. <laughs> that yeah. just reminds me of uh, military class. Mind numbing repetition. That must be an infantry thing. I was a medic. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely an infantry. Please think thing. for yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please yeah, make no. a decision that won't kill your patient. No. But yeah, so they get dragged off to the village and it's explained to them that they have this thing called this this the Shankara stone, this sacred stone. They took the stone from here. Was the stone very smooth like a rock from a sacred river? Yes. With three lines across it, representing the three levels of the That's universe. That's right. Yes. I've seen stones like the one you lost, but why would Maharaja take the sacred stone from here? It's magical. Apparently. Indy's heard about it. 
Indy's heard about so it. It's... Well, I mean, this is the thing. Indy is the all-knowing archaeological professor who has studied everything. How many languages does that dude speak? You guys heard of Peter Buttigieg? No. He's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Peter Buttigieg's running for president. Peter Buttigieg speaks Norwegian, Spanish, Italian, Maltese, Arabic, Dari, and French. He's a Rhodes Scholar. Why does he speak Norwegian? Because he read a English translation of this book. He really liked it and discovered the author's other work hadn't been translated. So he went and learned Norwegian. You think of all those different, like, all those different language groups. This is one guy. He's 39, by the way. I knew a woman that spoke seven languages, yeah. and they were like Farsi and Spanish and English and all of the places. Some sort of Chinese. Well, we often and... we often forget that most places in the world you got to learn one more language. Oh yeah, you know? and ours is one of the hardest to learn because well, we're just... one of the few languages that uses a horrible amount of well, yeah. There's, gross there, slang. There, there's so much. Well, there's so many exceptions to the rule, but um, like so yeah. So Indiana Jones speaks a a lot of languages, and yeah, fair enough. And he's, you know, and it's also not unreasonable that many of these, the village elders speak English. That wouldn't be unreasonable? It's not unreasonable. It's perfectly reasonable because especially since the British have been there. Oh, yeah, right. And still English is the language of government because India has, I think it's like 70 or 80 official languages. Every little region has its own language. So just to make life easier, they all speak English. Right. You know, it, it just makes life easier. So it's not unreasonable that... Even in the village, like, I mean, if you know, there's only two people who speak English, the holy man and, and the leader and yeah. the leader, the holy man's the sort of the bigger guy and the holy man's a scrawny guy who meets him by the river. It, it, clearly, these are the, the village fathers. They speak pretty damn good English, but that's perfectly reasonable. Hmm. The two English speakers explain to them that, you know, while they eat their slimy, icky food, that, you know, you got to go get this stone for us. The, they took our kids. Yeah, the, the palace is back. You will go to Bangkok Palace. I thought the palace had been deserted since... Uh, oh, now there is a new Maharaja. And again, the palace has the power of the dark light. Now, I had to look this up. I mean, I knew little bits of it from uh, a poem and a movie called Ganga Din. Ganga Din was a great poem about the Thuggy Rebellion. Uh, and it was also a good movie with Cary Grant about these groups, the Thuggy. These, it was a crazy-ass Indian cult. And their signature was the Garot. The, the the strangle. Oh, yeah. So when that happens in the in the palace, that's totally on brand for them. But yeah, the the British had to put them down because holy Christ, were they violent? They were kind of a big deal. And that's who had that palace. Yes, that's the thuggy cult. There, I don't think they were quite the gory buckets of blood, tear your heart out shit. I don't think that was them. But the thuggy were not like they were a death cult. Right. They were kind of like ISIS. They're kind of nihilistic. They just didn't give a shit if the world burned as long as they were the ones doing the burning. So, I just want to know, someone came and took my, like, that's like free babysitting. If they know where they are and everything. Like, I don't want anyone to take my kids, but. Yeah, and they can do a little mining for, ah, you're still going to never, jail. Never too early to work. Capitalist, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, he's not really convinced that he needs to go deal with the palace until some scrawny kid wanders in and dies in his arms with, I'm not sure where he got it, but a pizza parchment that explains, it's, he shreds a bit of, not parchment, um. Cloth. Cloth, yeah. He shreds a bit of cloth, and conveniently, it's the one handful of cloth that proves everything. is Everything the villagers have been saying is right, so they're, they're off to Bangkok Palace. Well, and Indy's not convinced by the kid. He's he's chasing fortune and glory. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory, yeah. But I think he also wants... I think it's also about the kids. He doesn't. He doesn't decide to be the kid's hero until the very end when he hears them screaming. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He was that's ready true. to grab this rocks and run. But it is the arrival of the kids 
that change that convinces him to go because he wasn't going to go for the rock. Oh, yeah. He calls it a magic rock. He doesn't believe this shit. See, <laughs> I think there's iota of growth. He's uh, he starts with chasing fortune and glory. Also, the kid thing sucks. Yeah, but so, so, end, so I can get I can get the fortune and glory and do a right do a gooder for the kids. By the end, he saves the kids and. One stone for the village and lets the others and glory well, go. Well, it's not so much that he lets it go, is that they burn a hole in, well, his, yeah, there's that. in his satchel. It's not a purse, it's a satchel. Indiana Jones wore one. He's smart, though. He always has an empty one, too, so he can put stuff into it. One, and Short Round did a kick ass job of keeping track of that. Oh, yeah. I remember him being far more annoying from my childhood. He's yeah, actually because- quite useful. And he's also it's a, it's a wonderful relationship between the two. It yeah. really, really is. And then, you know, so they're, they, they head off on the. The elephant, and you get the stupid thing where the elephant stinks, so she pours uh, expensive perfume. Now, here's my question. How did she have that perfume with her? She fled that place with not a purse, nothing. She's still in her ball gown with, and the jacket she's wearing, and, and actually, she's in wearing fact, Indy's tux- tuxedo. That's right. I hadn't thought about that. So where did she get the perfume? I don't think there was a complimentary bag of it on the chicken flight. Same place as the blow dryer came from. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. She's definitely got eight. That's some 80s hair there. You know, this this scene totally reminds me, and I, I've confused this scene in my memory with the Crocodile Dundee scene where she they have set up camp, and she's this damsel in distress where there's yeah. like all these like in that case, it's a warthog or whatever. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like everywhere she turns, there's something creepy crawly. And she's freaking out about the it. Bats and well, the bats. Yeah, well, yeah, Sue was a great character. I loved her. Oh, yeah, yeah. This character is the anti-Sue. Yeah. She's She has no control over herself. She freaks out about everything. She's annoying. It's like She has no redeeming... Ca- I, I can't think of a single redeeming quality she has in this film. I really, I, I really don't. Yeah, no value. Like, you got the impression that after Raiders of the Lost Ark... Marion and and Indy were going to be a couple. Here, you get the impression he can't get rid of her quick enough. He, yeah, like he's going to sleep with it. He's going to bang her and go. He's, he's going to bang her and send her on her yeah. way. Like she's going to see you later, doll, and that'll be it. Like he'll see her back to the states because he's a gentleman. But then he's like, thank God. And that's the thing. Like it's bad character. It is. It absolutely is. And and so watching her with the antics with the with this cute little baby elephant. You know, and he and she throws him, and she's sitting in the in the in the puddle, crying like, "Shut up!" But then you do get a cute scene, which is the poker scene. That's a good scene. It's such a perfect contrast of the relationships. She's running around the edge of the campfire, going, "Oh my God! There's there's an owl here, and there's a bat there, and there's snakes here, and I'm so scared!" And running back and screaming. And these two, these two, the boys are sitting by the campfire, ignoring her entirely, playing poker. And then he accidentally grabs a, a card. Oh, was it one too many cards? Yeah, yeah. Well, two too many, I think. Or two too many. There's a lot of cards in his yeah. hand. And, she, and Short Round starts yelling at him. Did you guys see the card in oh, his yeah. sleeve? Yeah. Right? Like, even before when he's pointing his finger yeah. at him, it's like, the kid's got a card in there. What the hell? <laughs> and yeah, there it is. And he has a smile on his face. Like, it's very clear. This is the shtick. And they, yeah. they've done this before. Clearly. Yes, this, clearly. This is their thing. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines on Indiana says, do you know what the problem with her is? It's the noise. The noise. <laughs> yes! And, you know, you. it's funny that even saying it now, you said, oh, yeah, two people going through a divorce wrote this. That is, like, the line is, like, ah, oh, my wife is gone. That's so peaceful and quiet now. Yeah, there's a lot that's of a, bitterness that's a, towards yeah, ex-wives in this That's film. a really interesting uh, way to view that now is to say, like, I could totally see that being a line. I consider telling you, yeah, I consider telling you this in advance. I think I told you halfway through the film, didn't I? 
Was I think it was when joke? I started spouting off about how much I hate her. Yeah. I wonder, like, so I wonder if you found someone who'd never seen this before and said, the two people who wrote this were in the middle of ugly divorces. I wonder if that would change. I mean, clearly, like you say, thinking back on it and having that information, just how different yeah. this film becomes. And I almost feel bad for the character, Willie. Not like not Willie as a character, but I feel bad for the way the character came out because there's a lot of bitterness yeah. in there. The so noise. She catches a lot of shit. Yeah, she she is Mrs. Lucas and Mrs. Spielberg. Yeah. Why did they take her again? She could be singing in her <laughs> shot up bar. I know, exactly. But it is a cute scene and then, you know, there's the joke with the uh the snake at the end and it's like she thinks it's the the trunk from the elephant who's been harassing her all night. It's like Really? Okay. You know, it's just And, and still the best part of that scene is Indy. And the kid. Yeah, but the, okay, the, yeah, the, the, the snake part. The, yeah. Indy's like... He's freaking he's out. freaking out, and he, then he like leans on the rock trying to pretend he's all cool and fine yeah. at the end. And she still is... Oh, and she's oblivious. The whole, yeah. she does, there's no part in that scene where she realizes it's a snake. Like, she doesn't look around and scream. Yeah. Thank God. I've held both an elephant trunk and a snake. They don't feel the same. I wouldn't think so. But, yeah, it's... It, it's 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 a good scene, but it's a bad scene. But like I said, if I was ever to say, if I if you were ever to teach a course in Indiana Jones and say, I want to show you one scene that exemplifies the dichotomy of these two relationships, father son versus man and woman, you'd show this scene because everything that's wonderful about the father son relationship is right there in that poker scene, and everything that's wrong about the Willie and Indy scene is right there too. You know, I suddenly remember why I went into science and technology. Why? Over English. Why is that? Nothing. Keep going. You're making fun of me because I'm in, I'm analyzing things. Sorry, there's something you, you, in my. You just eye. assigned an essay. Yeah, <laughs> I get to be the intellectual here. Sorry, but they go to the palace and it's a good looking. I think you just said we're dumb. I did Probably, not say. Yeah. You're dumb. <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm lie. implying it. Right, bastards. Anyway, so they go to the palace. It's a pretty cool looking palace. Yeah. I don't know if it's real or not. Pencott Palace, but I don't care enough to Google it. But yeah, so they go to the palace and they meet you know these very serious-looking Indian guards. The only thing I notice is that apparently to join this the army of the Maharaja, you have to be six foot five and 300 pounds of pure muscle, and it's real? I don't know. I have to put my glasses on. The old person is going to check her phone to see if Pankot Palace is real. <laughs> it's my birthday present when I turned 40. What? Blindness? Glasses. glasses. Yeah. Uh... All the hits are about Indiana Jones, so okay, so I would go with no. No, okay. On a, on a quick check. Fair enough. Don't worry about it. It's not that important. I don't think anyone in India is listening to us anyway. To join the, the uh, Maharaja's guard, you've got to be six foot five, 300 pounds, and have more hair than the average two human beings anywhere else on the planet. It's a good army. Uh, it's hell of an army, yeah. Uh, except for the prime minister. And, and, and by the way, that's pretty authentic for the time, like the, the way they're dressed. And then, of course, you've got the prime minister, and he's Indian. But he's as—he's British through and through. He's got the accent. I should say you look rather lost. But then I cannot imagine where in the world the three of you would look at home. He's dressed in that sort of colonial Indian look to him, and the whole nine yards. Boarding school. And yeah, oh yeah, this guy yeah, screams he's, he's boarding school all over. He him. screams British boarding school. And then we go to the party, and it's interesting. I'm not sure where Indy got that suit, but apparently he was carrying another suit with him and it's, a bow tie. That's his professor look. It's the same pants, though, I think. No, they're gray. Are they, are they different? Okay. Yeah, because Willie's wearing his... Because you can see Willie's wearing the black pants. Yeah. So, 
No, I mean his. Uh, oh, his indie his, pants. His adventure pants. No, he those are cockies. Those are cockies. Oh, all right. But yeah, maybe he got it. I mean, she got clothing from some maybe. Yeah. So they prime minister provided probably him. somebody lent him an outfit. Well, the prime minister is a little shorter, but I'm. It's a palace. It's, maybe it's the, a palace. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, he's just funny though. He, he makes the point of dressing himself really nicely and doesn't goddamn shave. He's meeting the Maharaja, a local royalty, and he couldn't shave. He didn't. Bring, they didn't have a razor for him. Everyone else is shaved. Everyone else is shaved. <laughs> they shaved before they got there. Sure. Okay. But yeah, and and this is the gross out scene, which it's probably easier if people just. I mean, the three people. Every, everybody. If you've seen it, you know it. Yeah, and yeah. if not, why are you listening to the podcast? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you could Google. I mean, it's the gross out. Food scene. It starts with um, what do they start with? The snake surprise. S- snake surprise. Which is the big boa constrictor, and they slit it open, and those baby aren't snakes. snakes those are eels. Baby something's but come out. They look like eels. I, th- I think they were baby snakes. I think they Maybe were the idea. supposed Maybe. to be, you know, a live bearing and they were and they but cut it open, mean, and out come the baby. Yeah, I don't think the snakes make that sound though. Ah, snake surprise. Like, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. it's a sound effect issue, but yeah, so there's the six, and they're, they're putting them down their throat two at a time, live. swallowing them whole live. And not choking. And not choking, yeah. And then there's the cockroaches, or scarabs. Scarabs, yeah. Big fucking, like, size of your wallet. Meaty beetles. Nasty. yeah. And then there's, uh, dessert. No, soup. No, no, no. She special orders. She actually sort of the eyeball soup. And then, yeah, then there's, ooh. Chilled monkey brains. Like, by the way, that is, uh, monkey brains is, in fact, Cantonese cuisine. Mm, prions. What? Uh, sorry. Uh, prion disease. Mad cow. Is that what? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's uh, Cantonese cuisine. That's like Hong Kong. The Cantonese do eat monkey brains. They actually make that joke in um, is it Clue. A dessert? I don't know. I, I, I will say this. I don't want to know. <laughs> I always said I would eat anything once, but I don't know if I would. I draw the line at bugs, snakes, chilled monkey brains, and eyeballs. They were cooked, you, right? You don't like no. eyeballs? I really Even don't. To eat? What about a fish eyeball? No. Ooh. See, uh, I like the conversation. See, we're going to the mall after this. I'm going to order a burger. I might order monkey brains. At, at, at Westbrook Mall, i got bad news for you. They don't Snake stop. surprise, maybe? No. But the cockroaches. Cockroaches. Yeah. See, I like and, the conversation in, yeah. that's going on yeah, in the no background of the gross out feast. Oh, yeah. But the um, talking to the colonel. Yeah. Because the, the British colonel who's there. Who's there checking up on their colony. Yeah. Because, because like he says, they never let us forget the mutiny of 1857. That's yeah. the thuggy thing. That's yeah. it was the, It was the... One of the only times the, the British were ever seriously challenged, other than like the American Revolution, and yeah, they crushed that thing. And so yeah, like the troops are still there. Yeah. But it's a hint that like we know the the cavalry's coming at the end of this film because remember he just disappears. Oh yeah, where yeah, the hell but, is he? But Indy's Indy's giving him hints all the way through supper. And, the southern drawing, and, and yeah. the the prime minister is like. Shut up, man! You're gonna yeah. get me in trouble. Well, yeah, and and that's the thing. Like the Maharaja, because this is another Willie problem. It's like, ooh, I'm gonna marry the Maharaja, and the Maharaja is like 13 with the voice. I'm sorry, of a either a choir boy or a 12 year old girl. I have heard the evil stories of the thuggy cult. I thought the stories were told to frighten children. Later, I learned the thuggy cult was once real. 
and did of unspeakable things. I'm ashamed of what happened here so many years ago, and I assure you, this will never happen again in my kingdom. Like, it's so high-pitched and feminine, but... Maybe he's a eunuch. Well, he will one day choose a wife. He's the Maharaja, oh, so... that's true. He's got to breathe. Eunuchs, are, eunuchs serve yeah, yeah. Maharajas. Just, they don't... Yeah. Trying to be funny. Clearly, it went well. Yeah, excellent. Um, about as well as my humor usually goes, so that's good. But yeah, so it's I mean, it's a funny conversation, and, and you know they shoot back at Indy, and again, this is one of these oblique hints, or a little less oblique, that Indy's got a rep. It's like, wasn't it the uh, you know was it the king of uh, king of Madagascar who said he cut off your head? No, it wasn't my head. Well, your hands, perhaps. No, it was my. And he looks down, and that's a for, that's a thirteen year old boy moment. Oh yeah. yeah, you know he's gonna cut off his wang, and it, yeah. like, it was a misunderstanding. That's what we have here, Indy. Yeah, ten year old girl thought it was funny too. Yeah, so, that's yeah. a nod to the kids in the audience that he sort of looks down. Everyone knows what what is misunderstanding. What, what is misunderstanding? What they threatened to cut off. But yeah, it's it's kind of and then the Maharaja says, you know, I have heard the stories too about the thuggy, and oh, I feel so bad, and this and that. But then, and this is the first time I've caught this after. The Maharaja gets the apology from Indy. If I've offended you, I apologize. He looks to the Prime Minister and he nods. That's where he's telling him to kill him. Yeah. I didn't catch that before. That's where he says, get rid of him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had not clued in. Because it's pretty obvious that Indy knows what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, and he's tipping off the British Well, well, and- well yeah. And, and the Prime Minister, of course. Obviously, the Prime Minister knows he t- he's partaking. But, yeah, it's like... I had never caught that, that the Maharaja, which is interesting because the Maharaja clearly is not in charge. I mean, he's the Maharaja, but in the cult, he's just some dude. Yeah. It's Mola Ram who's in charge. But I never, it's just funny that all the things, it's half the reason I love watching these films with you guys because I, I could see the film 50 times and I catch little things like oh, this. Oh, yeah. So, so then, you know, then they have the, you know, snake surprise and all that shit and then the eyeball soup and she passes out because, of course, she does. She's an 80s girl. But that's just... I don't think that's so much an 80s girls thing is that's what you're that's what happens when you're in movies like that oh and they even have the music with the like the music is right for the for the for the faint oh yeah chilled monkey brain and then there's the thing with the fruit and they're flirting and I'm not sure why she wants him so much because he's been nothing but an asshole to her. And he's he kidnapped put, her. And he's kidnapped her. He's put her in danger. Why does she want him? That's the whole <clears throat> reason she's in the script. She wants Rick because yeah. she thinks he's going to get riches and she wants a piece of his riches probably. But he's such an asshole. Or it's, or it's like you said, Remy. So yeah, but in the 80s that was okay. If the, the bigger a jerk you are, the more they want you, right? Yeah. yeah. Sadly, I went to high school and I know that's true in some cases. But <laughs> why are you dating that asshole? I was like, he's, you know, anyway. They have this cute little back and forth. The only well, part of that, that cute, it's kind of annoying. This one was. What I like about it is with the doors, the shtick with the doors, where it says, I don't know, I'll let you know in the morning. Oh, and then yeah. her side oh. opens, says, I'm not that easy. Then his side opens up. Well, I'm not that easy either. That's a cute little See, visual I'm trick. Pretty sure when I watched this on VHS with my brothers over and over, we all fell around the room making barfing noises for this part. Yeah. How old are you? 12. The real question is, Farron, do you wear your jewels to bed? Only my jewels. <laughs> Only my and nothing jewels. else. Oh, and nothing else. Oh. Ah, see, I'm still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. It's very clumsy. It is a love scene, obviously clearly not written by 12-year-olds, but written for 12-year-olds. Yeah. I, I know 12-year-olds with smoother moves than that. 
That's terrifying. But yeah. This was so bad. Yeah, it's really, really clumsy. Um, I mean, you compare that to the scene aboard the the tanker ship and Raiders. That was a good one. You know, where does it hurt? Here and here and here. And we know where it's going. Everyone knows where it's going. But it still comes off as cute. This just comes off as annoying. But again, that the problem with that is, is that he here's this this you know adventure go getter super intellectual super educated guy. She's an idiot. Like in any other social setting, he wouldn't have spoken to her. No. For thirty seconds at a party to be polite, but it's the sort of thrown together into adventure sort of thing. But she's just annoying. So then the I'll see you in five minutes. I'll see you in five minutes. Yeah, and and of course, what this is the the creepy part is that. Each of them expects the other to knock on their door. Did Indy expect to have sex with Willie with short round sleeping off in the corner? Was that the plan? I wouldn't imagine. I think he was just expecting her to come get him. Yeah, I was thinking, dear God, man. You know, but yeah, so the, the room they're in, the room he's in has, what would you call it, a fresco, like a painting of all these men. And one of them turns out is not a painting. He's one of these the real men. big burly guards. And he, in the thuggy way, he uses the garrote, you know, to try and kill him. And it's, and again, another nice visual, nice visual trick because Willie comes out of the hall and yells like, this is the night I slip between your fingers. And then you see his he- outstretched hand. Trying to get the door. Oh, that was cute filming, yeah. yeah that, that's yeah, cute. That's again, right. that's cute. That's um, but, you know, again, another brutal death. Right? Where he get where he gets the whipper out, where he whips uh, yeah, the guy around the neck. They've got a lawnmower mortar driving that fan. That's, yeah, that's an and impressive... And got concrete leg bolts holding it up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and a shitty old palace. Yeah, he manages 300-pound guys swinging from the... Yeah, that was, that was impressive all around. But yeah, so he kills him. But I mean, when you think about it, and we even talked about this in Raiders, the violence is kind of brutal. Like, all the guns sound like cannons. No shooting! The punches all sound like a guy took a baseball bat to a skull. Punch meat sound effect they used. Like... Everything has everything has audio and visual weight to it, every kill. And this is the same thing. It's like, wow, that's kind of rough. And then there's the misunderstanding because he bursts into her room and thinking, oh, you've come for me. And he's running around. Making and, sure no one's in there. Yeah. And, and, and find a way out now. And then it gets really unsubtle with the, the carving where it's a naked woman, which in India, that's the way that, you know, the, oh, the yeah. carvings. But you see that in Greek statues, too. With the bare breasts. Usually it's one bare breast, but whatever. It's only North, North America that typically has a problem with boobs. That's true. I don't have a problem with boobs. Well, I, I totally don't have a problem with boobs. But Do you have a problem with boobs? No, everyone loves boobs. Everyone yeah. Loves boobs. So, well, there's a small subset who don't, but even well, they follow us in our other podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone loves boobs. Everyone loves boobs. <laughs> Isn't it, uh, it goes in there? Oh, wait, we canceled that one. So, <laughs> after one episode. I can't uh, quit you. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very different podcast. So, <laughs> Brokeback Podcast. Uh, no, but it's like, you know, he, puts, he puts his hands on the, the sculptor's <laughs> breasts and she goes, I'm right here. It's like, really? She, again, it's, she's clueless. He's panicking and I get it. It's, it's a shtick. And that's the way it was written. But at the same mm. time, she just comes off as dumb. And it's, it doesn't even ring true at all. Because he would have said something when he came in. Yeah. Or like or quiet, like or sit quiet down or and shut up, sit. or like you know, come on, cool it, lady. There's there's shit going down. Yeah, and it's just again, I get it. All these things that needed to be said aren't, so that we can have this funny scene. But it's sort of like a you ever heard the term shaggy dog story? That's a re- <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I have. Okay, so sh- you've heard the term. Okay, so I've shag- not. a shaggy dog story is the best way to describe that is if you ask a six year old to tell you a joke. It's well, a long, my dad. long run up. That goes on and on and on. 
and has a shitty punchline in the end, the story wasn't worth it. Oh, the, yeah. the joke is that I wasted 20 minutes of your time telling you this joke. Yeah, and, and that's that's part of, and and that's what this is. This is a shaggy dog scene. All of this, and it's only a minute long, but it's it's a lot of shtick where you have to accept a lot of things that don't make sense. So the joke can be he found the passage behind the boob statue. Shaggy dog story was actually part of my father's eulogy. Oh, Jesus he, Christ. He was so known for them. So you told that, the shaggy dog story? Well, my, one of my brothers on his section was included in my father's, like my section was super short. Oh, jeez. But... Like, he was so known for them. And I'm like, yeah, oh, wow. Shaggy Dog. There's a great yes, G.I. Yes, Joe episode shaggy called dog. The Viper is Coming that's nothing but a Shaggy Dog awesome. story. But yeah, so they they go into the icky tunnel of Ick, and it's nothing. Oh, I step on fortune cookies. Oh, those aren't fortune cookies. Cookie. Crickets um, and everything. Some weird looking wood bug. And thing. Nasty. Mantises. Like, well, it's like they decided they had a few snakes. They had snakes at the bottom of the Well of Souls. And now they had to have icky cavern. Of- they had to crank it up, so they went with bugs. And they're going, I remember when Willie comes in, they, you see one of them slide under her, her hair and up her pants. And, and how do you not notice it's in the palm of your hand? Well, they have such light touch that I get that, but she's holding it. Yeah. But again, it's because it was a shitty prop. But again, the scene, like I get it, it's like the, um, it's like the dinner scene. It's ick for the sake of ick, so that 10-year-olds can go, ew! Oh, that's creepy crawly. Yeah, and again... I honestly believe he cut that scene out, and it wouldn't make a damn bit of difference. Because we're all thinking the same thing. When the boys go through it, they don't like it. Guess, you know, wait till you see what happens when the girl goes down that that yeah. path. You know, like, this, it's a setup to make the 80s girl as 80 girls-ish as she can be. Well, yeah. I, li- I like the part of the scene as they get in, and he says, don't touch anything. Short round reaches over like a kid and grabs something, and <laughs> bodies pop out. And Well, no, he steps on the, he steps on the thing that closes no, the doors. No, he, pull, he pulls the ring first, the, and the, the like, dead guys come forward. The, um, right, like, it's a door it's handle. This, this, the same effect as in... In, um, in Raiders, yeah. Stay behind me, short round. Step where I step. And don't touch anything. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it is. But when Marion does it, they all come on. They're screaming. But there, the screaming memory is just the wind. Yeah. But yeah. So he does that. He says, "I walk. I step where you step. I touch nothing." Yeah. So he he says he's learned his lesson, and then they go in. But but it's on his fault. He steps on the thing because, of course, he does. And then at the time, Indiana Jones didn't have the brightest match ever lighting. Yeah. No kidding. Right. And longest burning. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He, and so he says, "You'll just sit against the wall." And so he does. And uh, <laughs> of course, he, he, <laughs> the one place. Yeah. But again, it's it's endearing. It's not unrealistic. He's just a kid. Yeah. yeah. I but can see that happen. Even then, at the worst of it, Indy's not actually angry. He's like, no. "Sit against the wall. Like, come on, man." Just, <laughs> like, and then the garbage compactor from Star Trek stars. That's right. Yeah. Star Wars w- star with the uh, without the creepy one eyed yeah, whatever the trash compactor. Tra- the yeah. Trash compactor. Yeah. Well, the monster. The uh, that at least was a good scene. This is not. No, because you know this—that's screaming at Willie, help, help, help—and it forces her to do icky things that she doesn't want to do. And there's the there's the jump scare where she puts her hand in the in the hole, and his hand comes racing out and grabs her. And says, no, no, the other hole. So they get it fixed. Well, first we find out that it's the same technology as the door in Raiders. Yeah, they they go up and down as fast as they need oh, to, yeah. or as slow yeah. as they need to. And the, yeah, they do up and down and up and down. There's some there's some temporal hiccups in there somewhere. <laughs> Holy shit, we just figured it out. This movie's about time travel. 
bad time travel. No, uh, it's really not. End of podcast. End of podcast. Yeah, it's sort of like in, in Chopping Mall we discovered it's actually a religious uh, morality tale. But uh, yeah, so they get they get out of there and then they go through a big scary cavern into a uh, a volcano. I wasn't aware that the, the mountains of India had volcanoes, but okay. So they go into a volcanic cavern and then we get to see the Kali. It's Kali, right? It's a thuggy ceremony. They're worshipping Kali. It's Kali, yeah. yeah. So. The guy that runs the cavern, Kali Ma? Well, he's the one calling it. He's, his name is Molaram. Yeah. Yeah, so call they, sign Merlin. Call sign Merlin, absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> so. it's all Merlin's fault. All it's Merlin's fault. Oh, well, well, time travel. Well, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, so they get to watch this, uh, this scary religious ceremony. And again, this film is not PG. No. They tear a man's heart out. And it's gory as fuck. But it doesn't kill him, so well, you know, it's but, not but, murder. But still, I mean, if you look at it, it's right out of a horror film. Oh, yeah. Like the special effects. Reach right into his if, chest. It'd be one thing if the camera were behind him, and you just saw Molaram reach in and come out with a heart. That's how, if it had been up to me, I would have said film it that way. Yeah. But no, no. We watch the guy's hand pass through what is obviously a special effects piece of plaster. But he goes right into the guy's chest through the ribs in the wrong spot let's start there but oh yeah you know um well, hurting here it's here but you might reach a back over though except he it's, doesn't but okay the yeah. sternum's a little stronger than the rib cage maybe so he has to he went through it like it was mush man it was that's probably what all the chanting was about though softens your Lo- loosens everything the out. vibrations yeah. soften the yeah okay. well, let's go with that <laughs> exactly uh, i'm gonna go with that yeah this oh and, and like i said but that's a gore that's, that's i mean there's not a lot of blood there in fact there is no blood maybe his name's a killer word Eh, maybe. But yeah, so he reaches it, the heart comes out, and at least it's an anatomically correct heart. That I appreciate. Yeah. Oh, and I was going to say, I just noticed a few scenes back when Willie came in to help, it was an hour into the movie before she was useful. Is that what it was? Yeah. A little under an hour. And she's useful for 30 seconds. And annoying and the entire time. Yeah. I almost would have rather them just let them go. Like, let just, them die, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's the end of the like, <laughs> Indiana Jones Harrison Ford, though, escaped the trash compactor to be Squished in a temple? Yeah. 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 If you got to go, right? Me, I want to. I want to go quietly in my sleep, uh, like my grandfather, not screaming in terror like the passengers of his car. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. That was good. <laughs> but yeah, so we get to see this. Like I said, this this is real. This is an intense scene. Like really the, dark scene. The, the music, and I would argue this is the darkest scene in any Indiana Jones anything. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, because Last Crusade was pretty lighthearted. Yeah, like when they go, like even the opening of the arc, which is terrifying, and there's nothing funny about anything that happens in that scene. It's poetic justice. You're rooting for, like, go God. You're swept up in it. You're used to it. But this is the introduction to the dark, like to yeah. this religion. This is human sacrifice. It's and human sacrifice. See the whole thing. I think it's too much. I I would argue this is where I wonder if I would have taken my kid out of the theater. In the 1980s, probably not, because obviously we all saw it. But this is probably not something you're going to show your kid anytime soon. Mm. No, Honestly, no. I don't know. I'm. I suspect my kid could could handle it. Yeah, yeah. It's what he couldn't handle is the the bugs. The introduction. No, actually, he'd probably be fine with this whole movie except for the girl. What he had trouble. <laughs> yes, what he had trouble with is yeah. the opening to uh, Finding Nemo. <coughs> I don't remember that. Uh, the barracuda eats at the mom. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. We have to skip that part. Still, really? Yeah. 
Huh. Wow. But he could handle it. He could probably handle it. Yeah, I mean, well, mine, you know, there's handling it, but it's it's really violent. Mine's three. I mean, it's not close to this. I mean, my daughter doesn't like the opening scene of uh, Frozen when they're cutting the ice because of the big loud bang, and then the saw comes through the ice, and it's really? kind of like she covers her eyes and, Daddy, it's, close your eyes. It's too much. It's, it's too just much this kind of like... Sensory overload. Yeah. So she, she doesn't like that scene. It's something like this, like... I mean, she's three. I don't know at what age I would allow. <laughs> not three. Not three. Not eight, I don't think. By the time she's eight, I'm sure she's fine. Kid. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. that's true, too. I mean, we grew up in an environment. I mean, the whole point of this podcast, look at the movies we were watching. I had two older brothers, too, so it was yeah, easy to... They tear, they tear Buddy's heart out, send him down to get... Dip to him in some lava. Dip him in some lava. And the minute he bursts into flame, Molaram holding the heart, laughing his ass off, and the heart ignites on fire. That's like peak, oh my, that's peak darkness right oh, there. Oh, I love that part. I oh, yeah. Super <laughs> cool. and the fire is going. Yeah, it's scary. Doesn't shit. burn his hand like it's. It no. Yeah, it's it's yeah. quite the scene. Like it's that's an iconic scene, but holy shit, you know, the scene gives me heartburn. <laughs> oh, yes, Baron, you're on fire today. <laughs> At least my heart. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and thank you for listening to. We came from the '80s, so we're sorry to lose you all. But uh, yeah, so the thing ends, and he goes down. He steals the three stones that they have. They glow when they're together. Then they glow full of diamonds. Because apparently diamonds. glow when they're together. I, I was unaware of this, but okay. And then he sees the kids, and they're digging. And hears they're, them. He hears them screaming hears them, yeah. as, he's, as he's walking away from danger. And he hears the kids, kids. Yeah. yeah. There is the coolest scene, which is... Willie and Short Round are sort of up above the scene in a, ca- a side cave, you know, that Indy had to swing down to get to the to the days. And what did she say? Where is he going? And the guard comes up. <laughs> that is an, <laughs> That's I, awesome. I hate jump scares. I hate them, hate them, hate them. But I love that one. That was a good it's, one. Yeah. It's so well earned. And just the way his face looks and she screams and she earns it this time. And it's a great shot. Like it's... They turned around and then they've been being crapped up on. Well, yeah. They're caught. Well, I mean, you know, how do you hear everything over the chanting and the screaming and yeah. the heartburning? And, yeah. So then we get to see the uh, the blood. Apparently when you drink blood, you, you it's a nightmare you don't come out of. You get burned with a torch. Unless you get burned with a torch or you read the script and whatever. It's handy. Yeah. Short round figured that out, though. Eh? Then we get to see the drinking of the blood. I, I, I totally want that cup. You know, the, the I'm actually head. surprised in this room you don't have it already. A severed head, of which I can drink w- blood with a tongue sticking out, so you can, can pour, so you can pour the liquid. No, not yet. It's on no. order. I Amazon. can think. I can think of someone I worry might have one of those, but <laughs> <laughs> and it looks awfully like Adam. <laughs> yeah, poor Adam. But uh, yeah, have so you, have you tried Pinterest? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knows? Amazon. Yeah. So that's. Uh, I mean. Like, and then we and then we get to you know they they don't even respect the the Indian religion because. The Maharaja pulls out a voodoo doll. 
There's there's voodoo in India. Not, of it. I don't think there's the voodoo doll though. I, don't, I think Probably, that's, that's I think that's Haiti. That's Haiti. Yeah, that's Haiti and Jamaica and places like that. But so she's yeah. So he stabs the doll of Indy, who you know gets the shit beat out of him and gets whipped and then drinks the black blood and they put him on a bla- on a slab of rock with a whole bunch of candles fire hazard and he comes out. It's a volcano. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> And he, you know, he he wakes up because now he's evil. I liked the the point you made about the lighting when we were watching it. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. Well, explain it. No, it's it's your point. You, you explain get the, it. Well, okay. So so the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the lighting is cool. It's it's just that anytime we see a bad guy, he's got the scary lighting where you everything's in shadows and you only see a little bit. And the good guys are always, even when they're in shadows, their whole face is lit. You're never just seeing, you know, the slit of the eyes. Because if you remember, even at the very beginning, Lao Che, when he's at the airport, he's still got the bad guy lighting on his eyes, or it's the band of light across his eyes and his, and his eyebrows. Bad guys are always lit that way. Uh, from, it seems to be from below a little bit. Below or, or above or something. In other words, he's, he's sinister lighting. And the minute Indy comes out of his, his doing the funky chicken, and he's one of the bad guys now, he's lit that way too. And I thought that was very cool. And in 2019, lit is not like, yo. He's lit. He's not lit, yo. He's way less lit than he was. The way they light his face, yeah. Yeah. So uh, then we get get a repeat of, uh, you know, the world's worst uh, baptism. And And for all the single moms that brought their kids... This is where Harrison Ford loses his shirt and gets a little <laughs> sprayed and wet. Yeah, so yeah, this is this is the He's same. Glistening, yeah. This is the same He's poor glistening. guy who had to who had to spend his days on the uh, the volleyball set of uh, Top Gun with a spritzer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> spritzer, yeah. spritzer, and yeah. three little Vaseline in there. Yeah. So that's actually what they use a lot of time because then they don't have to spritz you because it's shiny. But how would you like to slather in Vaseline for like all these hours under these hot lights? Like, blech. Oh, I thought you were going to ask if you'd like to slather Harrison Ford in best. Oh, I okay. It's like, you want me yeah, to... Like, you, I'm, sorry, I'm, what you do on your Friday so nights is your one. own business. Not mine. It's like in, uh, in... He's like 72 now. But, I don't think Well, not today. <laughs> what was that movie with Demi Moore and she's a dancer, an exotic dancer? I don't uh, know. Striptease. 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 And then that guy gets all covered in Vaseline and puts his feet into his Vaseline-filled boots and it's like... <laughs> oh, um, uh, Burt Reynolds. I, <laughs> yeah. I know the scene, but I've never seen the film. Very so, similar to this one. So this time they're going to sacrifice Willie, and it's exactly what you expect. She's going to be locked in the cage. And, and screaming. And screaming, of course, and he locks her up. And and then there's a really nice scene, like, you know, actually, I'll, I'll, we'll get there later, but he starts to lower her down. Short round, who, who at this point has escaped because he was locked up with the kids. He's got, like, the world's sharpest pickaxe. He manages to break these thick iron chains. He gets to Indy. He takes a torch and burns him. Though, if you notice, Indy never actually gets burned by it. So, for all the slave owners out there in the world that are listening right now, make sure that when you give your workers or slaves tools... Either give them strong stainless steel chains or a less sharp pickaxe. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Note. And and if you're going to take away your slave's possessions, don't put them somewhere very easy to find. Yeah, because Short Round finds conveniently all of Indy's stuff in a bag waiting nearby, as opposed (laughs) to like sitting in a trash heap or in the flames, but whatever. Yeah, he torches Indy, and Indy's better, so there's a fight, and it's it's an Indiana Jones fight with a lot of hijinks and back and forth and people... Falling exactly where they need to Willie's fall. Willie's going up and Willie's going, going down. down. And you know, she's leaving Lord into the lava and up and down. Yeah, and it's... But then it ends with a really 
I think the best scene in the film. It's the, it's the scene that redeems the movie for me, which is where once everything's quiet and everyone's been defeated and Indy brings short round his hat, he gets down on his knees and he gives him the hat and short round hands him his fedora and they hug. And it's like, this is the scene that defines the film. This, it, this is a father son relationship. And you notice that other times, like he starts off remembering the traveling to the palace. Uh, the kid starts off on a donkey, I think. No, a, a, a baby elephant. But eventually, you notice he winds up yes, on, on, on Indy, on and Indy's got elephant. his hands on his shoulders. Now, most likely, he doesn't fall off. But it's a kid. It's yeah, but at the he same time, asleep. it's yeah. it's the whole thing. It's the whole father son thing, yeah. and this is like it's just everything about that one little scene. Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. Yeah, Almost. without the abuse of using you to fight crime to avenge my dead parents thing going but yeah well aside from that but it's it just it's a really well done somebody scene. has to avenge them but it's just a well done scene and i, I find it very no, touching that was batman and robin duh, duh. I, said, I said i said bruce and dick moving on um so yeah so there's the so so there's a fight they manage to get all these kids free the the, the kids flee the palace then there's the fight with the the german mechanic who now happens to be Indian, who comes out of his hut, exact same shot I showed you, with him coming out of his hut. It's the identical scene to the mechanic, the Nazi mechanic coming out from the end of Raiders. There's a fight. You know, it winds up being the Maharaja versus versus short, short rounds round. because obviously an adult isn't going to beat on a kid, just like yeah. girls can only fight girls. Standard. It's the 80s. Yeah. Um, I like that sometimes you could see both fights at the same time. Yeah, uh, Indy beating on the, the foreman and... Uh, short round beating on the Mahar. Yeah, but that's on purpose. That's neat, though. Yeah, like, and they were both losing. Well, no, at one point they're both winning the, too. I, that's true. Like yeah. right near the end, like you see Indy just pounding him, and then you sort of zoom up and short round was and too, short round's yeah. wailing on the Maharaja, and it's it's neat. And you know, he wakes the Maharaja up the same way he woke up Indy. Uh, he uses a torch, or maybe he just likes burning people. I don't know. Either way, but yeah, so he wakes him up, and you know, another Indiana Jones death. The foreman gets his turban caught in a rock crusher, and his well, crushed. Not a lot of blood in there, though. Is that why you were laughing when that happened? When he gets crushed and the the blue the red yeah, streak and the, comes. Yeah, the red streak comes around. It's also well, it's the same end as the the big German guy smushed to smushed oh, in the in the with the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the propeller. Yeah. yeah, they always have to die in a really gross... Yeah, it's the, it's the Is there one like fight. that in in, in, um, in Last Crusade? Because we'll eventually do Last Crusade. Good. Is there one in... Is there is there the the penultimate, like sort of the mini-boss death where it's just really gory? I'm trying to think. I don't... I remember that one being super lighthearted and very... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Way I, more PG-13 than... Or PG, PG than this yeah. is. I didn't like it because it became about Indiana Jones. This movie isn't about Indiana Jones. It's about him dealing with a bad guy and we get to appreciate Indy's right. relationships with the people around him. Same with Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's about the Ark, and we get to appreciate Indy. Last Crusade is about Indy. Right. And his father. And, oh, yeah, the, the, the grail while we're here. That's why I didn't like that one, because it's about... Um, that's one thing at least Crystal Skull figured out, is that it's... A, well, actually, no, sorry. Now that I think about it, Crystal Skull didn't think, figure it no, out, No, Crystal it? Skull was terrible yeah, in all ways. Yeah, but it's also the same thing. He's after Marion, and, oh, yeah, now that we're here, let's deal with the Crystal Skull. Right. So yeah, so these two are that's I think one of their their better films. Shia LaBeouf. Shia is it Shia? Shia? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Shia actor, I never whatever. figured it out. So he can be Sam. good. He's just not good in that. Sam and Transformers. Yeah. 
so anyway, there's the, there's the death of the foreman, and then they get on the, uh, what do you call it? Coal cart. The coal cart. And this was another scene that was initially intended for Raiders, with the idea being that Marion and Indy try, I think the idea was that they try to steal the Ark on a coal cart, and they're racing through what amounts to the world's most hellish uh, roller coaster. And it's exactly what you expect it to be. There's no point in describing it other than they race along the tracks. And, of course, every possible wrong turn that Indy could do, he does. And I think the ride at Universal, I think, is similar to this. But I don't think there's as much chance of death at the Universal ride. Well, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. It's sort of like the quote from uh, Jurassic Park. Nothing worked when Disneyland opened. Yes, but the Pirates of the Caribbean didn't eat the customers. (laughs) You know, it's, yeah, it's it's an okay scene. I, I... I didn't care about it. it. It doesn't do it for me the way, that, say, the chase with the Ark in the desert did, like in the trucks. Oh, yeah. That was it. Like, I thought this one was kind of neat. Oh, I, it's, I mean, it's neat. A, it's just a little yeah, bumbly, but yeah. yeah. It's, and then they go around the one corner, and it's up on two wheels, and like, yeah. but doesn't fall over. Of course not, yeah. It's, it's one of the few coal carts in the world that isn't top-heavy. Yeah, exactly. And with three people sitting in it. With three people in it. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Um, yeah, it's, it's an okay. So it ends with him having to use his feet as brakes and screaming, water, water, water. And then what comes at him? A wave of water because they've poured down the water tower and it's flooding the... Uh, which seems to be... Which held more water than I've ever... Like, the, what came out of there with no dilution at all? Well, there was a lot of water in that yeah, big water tower. Like but yeah, there's way more water than there should have been. It's, it's like what they, op- they open an underground river instead of tipped over a... Yeah, it's like oh, in water Die tower, Hard. Yeah. In Die Hard with a Vengeance in when they're in New York yeah. and they open up the when aqueduct. Yeah, they open up the aqueduct, yeah. yeah. I've never seen that film. <gasps> so. I, I've seen the first two Die Hards. But... I thought the third one, actually. Yeah, the second one was terrible. I love the second and one. I like the idea. The airport one? I like the idea of it. Oh, it was number one at an airport instead of in Nakatomi Tower. Yeah, and the third uh, one is the third one is Die Hard in a in in New York. In New York. Yeah, I, yeah, but it was well. Like I thought, That's, yeah, I liked the first and the third. Third, yeah. I oh, did, I mean, I, I like the second for what it, it okay. is. Yeah, but, but honestly, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, really yeah, everyone's simple. entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. If you want to waste yours being wrong, that's fine. And then live free, Die Hard. That was the worst. One it was of the worst. So ones. bad. It was. Yeah. Wasn't that? Sh- oh no, it wasn't. It was. It was that other that other guy, goofy kid the from Accepted. Yeah. Whatever that guy's name is. But yeah, it's so. Then we get to the next big. So, you know the big set piece, which is the um, the rickety old bridge with the guide wire, and look nice and strong. They fall yeah. through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's your standard rope bridge with wooden panels between you know between you know two so, over a gulf. Have either of you ever been on a bridge like this? Not a gunpoint. Not even not a gunpoint. Have you ever been? No, I see no, them in no, lots no, no, of movies. Never, 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 never. Have I'm afraid of heights, dude. Ma- made of wood. Uh, <laughs> I've been on suspension bridges. I went on the walkway at the Grand Canyon. That was pretty cool. I don't like heights. Yeah. That had my heart going pretty you good. You couldn't get me on there. You but could I, not. I've seen these, and I like hiking. I like backcountry this year. I'm going to do an overnight and actually climb up a waterfall that's chain. Like, you have to take this chain grid, yeah. whatever. I see this, and I'm like, I think once in my life, I want to walk across a bridge like this. See, yeah. I'm, I'm the asshole that jumps. runs out to the middle and jumps up get, and down. And gets yeah, yeah. See, you, couldn't, you couldn't get me on that bridge at gunpoint. But Wouldn't do it? No. Uh, what I find funny here is that they just they did a, such a poor like there's the one scenes where you can see the guide wire oh yeah like the safety wire and it's clearly fresh oh yeah modern polymer rope but when you see from the opposite camera angle with Willie and um, Short Round on the bridge it isn't there because it was a different bridge right it was a set bridge it was a set bridge a... there was two different well there was three there was three bridges there was the the one you actually see hanging out over the 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 river the river which obviously there are no people on that bridge well there were but they're all stuntmen and they're all wired and it's only from a distance well and there's like 14 
crocodiles waiting to catch you out of midair at the well, bottom. So well, yeah, but that's obviously that was filmed separately. Just so you what? know, yeah, I know, right? But then there was oh. the then there was another bridge which is only about ten feet, and I've actually seen where he hacks it, and they actually did do where the people fell. They actually filmed that. But again, you're ten feet off the ground, and there's nothing but those big, you know, gymnastics mats when you were in elementary school. And then there was one they filmed where they were probably a foot off the ground, and again, it's lazy. They didn't catch it. Like, if they went, oh, shit, the guide wire's in this one. Well, then you got to bite the bullet and put it in the other scenes, and oh, well. Or other wrap one. it. What's that? Or wrap, wrap it. it well, and, and they could have done that, but maybe they filmed the intermediate scenes where you see the guide wire, and they didn't catch it. That happens. Yeah, don't see it till editing, yeah. And then they go, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Because ah, it's Indiana Jones. People are going to pay anyway. I'm always bothered by writers and directors and, like, movie making where they say, the audience won't remember. The audience won't care. Like I, I reviewed uh, Captain Marvel. I remember I mentioned, why are they trying to kill her? They need her. Why are they trying to kill her? That makes no sense. But they're banking on the people watching Captain Marvel not caring you know, between seeing the Kree take a shot at her at the beginning of the film on Earth and then later on realizing they just need her help like, and realizing that killing her would have been absolutely counterproductive to what they needed to do. They're banking on the audience not remembering or caring. And that bothers me because you can always see like the difference between a good writer and a great writer. And we talked about that already. The difference between Marion and Indy and Willie and Indy. How different they are. The difference between a good writer and a great writer. And here it's just it's lazy shit like that. It's the, ah, who cares? Let's just move on. So, you know, it's a standoff on a bridge and Indy cuts the bridge and there's a fight on a ladder, which is exactly how you expect it. And it's the second goddamn Wilhelm scream of the movie. <laughs> Ugh, I, I hate, I, you know, again, it's... That's an in-joke, I get it, but it just drives me nuts. It ends with... The weakest arrow shooters ever. I can barely get them across. Yeah, the that was... Well, like, I mean, ding, it, is, ding, ding. it is quite a distance, but it looked There'd like... There'd a little more velocity on those arrows if they made it. I don't know about that, but it just looked like... It looked like the props guys were just throwing them from off screen. It's like, dude, really? I mean, they could actually have, you know... You know, archers there because you know, oh, sorry, Mister, sorry, Mister Ford. Let me pull that out of your bicep. You know, obviously they couldn't do that. Be more real. Well, yes, it'd also be an insurance nightmare. But chicksteak scars. Chicksteak. I don't think Harrison Ford needs scars. Just that one in his lip. That yeah, no knows. kidding. And that's the, yeah, that that scar. That's he's had that forever. Forever. Yeah. They actually explain it in Last Crusade. Like uh, you don't have to explain everything. Well, the whip. Yeah. Yeah. That's the George Lucas, the everything has to be related to everything else. It No, it doesn't. People have scars. Yeah. But yeah, so it ends with, you know, Indiana saving one of the three stones. What bothers me is sort of right at the end where Molaram, who we really haven't talked about other than he's a scary-ass priest who likes, you know, he's he's only after your heart. Out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's Cupid. Sort of. Uh, I thought he was Merlin. Yeah, he's Cupid. Yeah, he's, he's Cupid if Cupid goes psycho. You know, they're they're fighting and they've got the, the pouch with the three stones and, they, and the thing sets on fire and indiana is screaming at him in hindi like he's become this religious fanatic suddenly it's like what like it just it's so not him like he suddenly he's this fanatical warrior in the name of shiba you betrayed shiba and he starts screaming at him in hindi like what maybe he was saying a magical spell to make the stones burn through the satchel yeah, i don't know i wish i could I honestly wish i could find the translation for that because it's obviously it's not in the film yeah because that's what kind of when he starts doing that is when the stones light up light and go and start so it fire. could be him saying a some sort of prayer or some sort of it'd be worth looking on on youtube or something at some other time just to see if there's a hindi i assume it's hindi i, I guess a hindi translation of what it is he's yelling but it just seemed 
Again, it's not the Indiana Jones I know. Right. But anyway, whatever. He saves the stone. They go back to the village where everyone has finally done their laundry and, and wearing really beautiful and they, clothing. They vow, it doesn't look like a holocaustic yeah, no one nuked valley. It's yeah, not, the, no nukes or anything yeah, like that. It, it's it, everything's green, green again. And that, they said that the since the stone was taken, their fields are, or their wells yeah, are dried yeah, up. Yeah, we knew you had the stone when the life came back to the village. Which makes me ask: either did everything come back overnight, or is this six months later? Or is this six months later, and they've been wandering with these kids in the jungle? So anyway, they go back to the village again. It's no longer post-apocalyptic India. You know, they have the stones back. I understand their power now. Whatever. Uh, it ends with a Me Too moment. Where she storms off and he grabs her with a whip and drags her back. Drags her back to kiss. kiss her. And they flinch. They're about to kiss. No, no, no. They're about to kiss, right? And they flinch because they know they're about to be doused with water. And again. They didn't retake it. They didn't They didn't choose a different take. And it's not like they threw a ton of water at her. So it's not like her hair was ruined and they were going to have to take her back to the, the hair trailer and have her all done up again. They could have done two or three more takes with that little bit of water. But mostly it's they shouldn't have told the actors, we're going to spray you with water. Again, that's why the, the, the chestburster scene in Alien works, because no one knew it was coming. It's such an obvious flint. Like, they both... Well, they really flinched. Yeah. And it ends, you know, and then, then they actually kiss, and Short Round covers his eyes, because he's a little kid. He doesn't want to see the mushy stuff. And then all I can say is, dun-dun-dun-dun! Yeah. Dun-dun-dun! And it's, yeah, it's the Raiders march. And so, now that we've torn this thing apart... oh the Raiders March is... Uh, and, and Cody, yeah. Cody well, what does Cody think of it? So so what do you think of it? Like I all said, none now that we've torn it apart. Yeah, it's funny. I, I have never watched it this critically, obviously. And uh, there's a lot of problems with it. But it's a great yeah, it's Indiana Jones flick. Like, it's just... There's a lot of issues. And things they could have done totally different and better. And But it's entertaining. Yeah. It's funny. It's dark. And... <laughs> Just well done. Yeah. I, hmm, yeah. So I walked in uh, loving it. Uh, not my all-time favorite because yeah. it was a sequel and it was okay. Yeah. But still, it led to, you know, the imaginary games and fun and goofing off. And I still like it. But now that you've explained it in critical detail, I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. It's, it's maybe not as good as it was this morning. My issue with it is that it's, I don't like many of the choices they make. It's still a wonderful film, and again, it's so much of that is tied to my memory of having seen it as a kid, and you know that story. But I am bothered as a writer by some of the very poor choices, but also as a you know as a film buff, seeing some of the ah fuck, I just let it go. It's very clear that Lucas and Spielberg, who you know work, it's not like Lucas helped write this and just disappeared. He's on set, so these are two mammoth filmmakers of the '80s who just seem tired and frustrated and. Let's just get this movie done. And I think part of it is for me that I it kind of doesn't sit great with me as it feels like you know you you talk lazy. It's lazy. It's and in, and in it some is, cases, but it's still brilliant. Yeah, but done. It, in some cases it's lazy, and and I just wonder. And what makes me kind of cringe a little is how much of that is. It's Indiana Jones. It's going to make money anyway, so just push it through. Who cares? Well, like a Marvel film, we're gonna they they can get away with it because they know the consumer is going to buy it. Yeah. And I mean, we see that in everyday capitalism like it's that it happens all the time yeah and so i just wonder how much of it is that and that kind of makes me feel a little bit icky about it but yeah all in all but heather put it perfectly this is where the the sequels start to take a bad rap that it's always going to be worse right but yet you look at two big name sequels that came before it 
Empire Strikes Back, and Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, both of which were great films, much better. I mean, I liked Star Wars, and I liked Star Trek The Motion Picture, but Wrath of Khan and Empire Strikes Back are measurably better films. Um, Rocky II, it's not quite as good a film, but it's still pretty good. Superman 2, there's another example. I think just as good, if not a little better, than Superman the movie. And then there's this one, and it's just, it's not a bad film. So, like, I'll actively seek out Raiders. But if, I'm not looking for this unless it's on on Sunday afternoon. Yes. If I, if I flick past it, I'll stop for a minute. Yeah. I watch Raiders, like, I haven't seen Raiders, I actually haven't seen Raiders since he, we watched it as a group. Uh, and I really, and I keep saying to myself, I even said it on Facebook a few times, like, I really need to watch Raiders again. At no time do I ever say, I really need to watch, you know, yeah. Temple of Doom. Like, sometimes let's say I'm playing some long, like, I just want a quiet night to myself. And I'm thinking, I just want a nice long night where I'm playing a game that I don't have to focus on. I'll run through all three of them. Crystal Skull, we shall not speak of. Never I happened. used to do that when I built models or when I paint when I was in Warhammer. Yeah. And I figured, okay, this is going to take me about six hours. I used to have a VHS tape that had all three of them on it, recorded. Because, you know, whatever. Sort I'd do, of that, yeah, yeah I, I would put it in press play, and six hours later, I'd be done. And it just, Temple of Doom was just, it's what was next. Raiders was great, and Temple of Doom was okay, and Last Crusade is a little less okay. But you're right, I would never actively seek, out, seek this movie, and yet I still, I like it, like you say, I like it less than I did this morning, but that's the nature of film like this. So Especially when you look at it with a critical mind and then get in a bunch of factoids in on it and yeah. change your... You changed our opinion, fair. But at the same time, you've given you've given advice to slaveholders and parents, and our, we advertise for our other three podcasts, so. <laughs> none of which actually exist. But uh, yeah, not yet. So uh, let's leave it there. I'm hungry. Uh, I could go, I could use a good heart. Heart's not a bad idea. Heart. I prefer Barbecue? monkey brain and snake surprise. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs>